Hey everyone, Eric Watson here, and this is the recorded audio of a DM-only live stream in which I prepare for our next live session and chat with fans twice a week at my Rogue Watson YouTube channel. Please note that these streams are full of DM spoilers. This was not originally intended for an audio-only format, but has been converted to a podcast for your convenience. The channel and by extension this podcast are supported by Patreon. If you'd like to support my work, you can do so at patreon.com slash roguewatson. Enjoy the show. player of games right over your quarter of videos and tabletop role-playing aficionado welcome to the monday edition by bi-weekly behind the scenes dm only live stream crafting icewind dale which i build right and prepare for our next session of rhyme of the frost maiden you're playing characters barob and frey celeste edmundor thimbleweed this is not the right stream for you but for the rest of you welcome there will be some massive spoilers we stream our DD sessions live on youtube every friday watch all of our sessions and reviews here on youtube you can follow me on twitter at Rogue Watson and join our official Discord server with link in the description below. If you'd like to support the channel, please check out patreon.com slash roguewatson. For our campaign, we use roll20.net and for streaming, we use open broadcaster software with Streamlabs. We have made it. We have made it, made it, made it. We started at the top and now we are here at the end, which is also the top of the spire of Ariel Arthas. We have to talk about the penultimate boss battle technically not the final finale of rhyme that's going to be next week so we're still on a good schedule right now we're gonna we get we did we did execute the long rest they're gonna get a chance to level up and we'll even discuss it and everything and i'll just i think we'll just buckle in for probably two long sessions depending on I just, boss fights always take a while and i think we need plenty of time to be able to do this also this is very very different from the battle as written in the book to show you briefly is still back on this one map and it's on the third level or is it scrolled down further it is literally just a kind of small room with a demi lich three nothics and a living demi plane now a demi lich is a weird boss monster and it's a CR-18, which you think, oh shit, that's pretty challenging. AC-20, okay, that's really solid. 80 hit points, that's pretty terrible for a high-level creature. It's got legendary resistance, and it's got basically evasion, but for all saving throws, which is very powerful. Legendary action, which is helpful. It has natural flying speed. Great resistances, immunities. Its main thing is this howl. Each creature within 30 feet of it that can hear the howl must succeed in DC 15 con save or drop to zero hit points. It just instantly downs people. What a bullshit creature. <laughs> crazy. Uh, so I'm not using Demi Lich. And, you know, we ended with a Lich in Tomb Annihilation. Um, yes, wizards go Lich, and it would make sense for Earlarthus to be a Lich or Demi Lich or something along those lines, but it would just be... Not being too much of how 
Tomb of Annihilation ended. So instead, as has my plan been for a while now, you'd have to go back to some early crafting streams, I suppose, to catch when I first started talking about this, but I am turning Irialarthus instead into an Elder Brain because Ethrin has had this really cool theme of putting brains in jars. That's a that's a cool like creature thing that we're using. We fought a couple of them so far already. I think it's an interesting stat block. So why not make the boss a Elder Brain? Now the Elder Brain is not normally this hilariously gigantic. But I did scale it up a little bit. In fact, I think they're normally only like even huge. Yeah, it's only large. <laughs> That's not very big. Obviously, I made mine a lot better. This map is from Seafoot Games, which is uh, a artist that I support on Patreon. And they have some really fantastic map art that I have used a couple times in this campaign. I think the biggest one I can remember is when I had to do... Uh, come up with a map for the brewery, the B brewery <laughs> at Goodmead. That was like a combination of, I think, two of their maps put together with a bunch of weird assets and stuff thrown in. That was a really crazy map job. But this one, I took one look at this. I think it's literally called Mind Flayer's Lair or something to that effect. And I took one look at this and was like, my goodness, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. It's just amazing. Like, it's got the tentacles everywhere. They're just a the big brain. I can literally just put this freaking, you know, giant token on it to kind of superimpose it on there. And I think it's just, it's awesome. It's completely awesome. I love it. Uh, I have not changed the stats much and only just begun to look at this thing. In fact, I think I still need to actually activate dynamic lighting on this map, which I also not done. It is on. Yes, it is. So what I really need help with is the balance because I'm I I get very nervous about these like tier three and you know how the hell I'm supposed to balance all this appropriately and unfortunately you know a big thing that the elder brain does is stun you like that's kind of what it does and that's a really tricky thing to do to the players because that feels shitty. And there's a couple ways I think we have of uh, getting around that, maybe. Just gonna close off. It's nothing in here is a door. It's basically just gonna be a room. Where the players will ask, is that a door? I'm gonna be like, uh, no. Maybe it looks like a door, but it's just, it's like a video game where you, the doors are just painted on. <laughs> There. Rounds. Keep going. So I really want to pick everyone's brain on what's the best method to run this fight. Do I need to change this creature, modify it to make it work a little better for my group? Or is it already fairly well balanced? Or am I worrying the other way where I think the, the players are actually going to come in and kick my ass? Because that would certainly be uh, not fun in the other direction. There, there. Still like the idea of using Nothics as the minions. I think they're really good minion shock troops. There we go. That is encircled, and I don't see the reason to have any other dynamic lighting around. I don't know what these balls around are. These loops or something. Yes, level up. Yes, I have. I have 
pulled the trigger on the level up. I'm okay with it. We're going to see level 15. So that's another thing. Like we can, the players are going to have a long rest. They're going to have everything going, right? So I, I think we can air a little bit harder. And the nice thing is, again, as the DM, you know, I can maybe introduce, you know, reinforcements of enemies, you know, in, in a way of kind of couching the difficulty and adjusting it during the battle. Maybe I need to change this dude's hit points. Let's look at the actual Elder Brain. If I don't want to do anything else with it, I even thought about going full, like, Mother Brain, Super Metroid, and have it be like in a, you know, glass case thing or something, and then you have to fight that, and then it becomes like a second stage boss battle. Like, you could, you could kind of go pretty silly with it, or just think, like, there's going to be enough going on that maybe we don't have to mess around with it. I do want to use at least one of the Helmed Horror Brain in a Jar combos, though. Maybe even two. We'll, we'll see what the players can handle. The Elder Brain has an AC of 10, which means basically everything is going to hit it. Hit points are 210. We could up it to as much as 400, it looks like. 20 times 10 plus 100. So we could give it close to 400 hit points if we really want to have this fight last longer, and we probably do need to up its hit points with that low of AC. It does have magic resistance and legendary resistance, so it's not going to get shut down anytime soon. That, we are no hold person bullshit like four Valish Gaunt fell through. Main actions are Tentacle and Mind Blast. Ten, uh, tentacle has a reach of 30 feet, does an average of 20 bludgeoning damage, and grapples them, and continues to take psychic damage at the start of each turn until the grapple ends. That's pretty fun. I'll bring up to four targets grapple at a time. So basically it can attack them and then kind of attach almost like a bleeding or poison effect, uh, the equivalent of in other games. Just be ongoing until the player gets out of the grapple. Because a lot of times players may not care about being grappled. Because all it does is reduce your speed to zero. But because it has a reach of 30 feet, then it gets pretty interesting. Then you can maybe grab somebody before they engage you. Unfortunately, if they already engage you, I don't know if it's fair to be able to grapple and then pull them away. Because it doesn't have any kind of a speed, really. 5 feet and swim 10 feet. Also, this is the kind, because of the artwork on here, I can't really move this brain around, and I don't really want to. I think this, I feel this is one of those big boss rooms where the boss just stays in one spot, and, like, other shit happens around. So, like, the tentacles can pop up uh, around as different attacks. And I think with a 30-foot range, you know, from any of these squares, you know, I, I may cheat on that and make it more like a 40-foot range, just because you can see tentacles everywhere on this map. I may actually give it, and, and I may not up its size too, so it makes sense that tentacles be larger. I'm thinking about upping, I may up its tentacles to 50 feet. Let's let's make that change right now. Let's let's say it's got a 50 foot range. It's a big brain, big brain. Get the big brain on Uriel Arthas. Still only a plus seven to hit, average of 20 damage. It only has the one attack, which is a bummer. We'll get to legendary action soon in a second. With 10 AC, they will melt its HP fast. Yeah. I mean, at the very least, we probably need to crank its hit points. Also, hit points is something I can always cheat on, too. But let's look at the second ability, Mind Blast. Creatures of the Elder Brain's choice within 60 feet of it, which encompasses this room, must make a DC 18 intelligent saving throw or take 5d10 plus 5 psychic damage. What does that look like? Probably close to average, well, maybe 25, 39, my goodness, 27, 29, you're maybe 
yeah, probably 29, maybe it's closer to average. Psychic damage, which is pretty solid. And stunned for one minute. You can repeat the save at the end of each turn. So there's a huge problem with this because very quickly you can see how you can just TPK the fuck out of the party. Everybody has to make the save. DC 18 intelligence is not a gimme. And it's it does a pretty good amount of damage and it stuns everybody for a minute to where they have to just keep making the save. They just keep losing a turn. So I'm thinking I may actually dial that back because I do think stun locking people is shitty. The brain in the jar have the same one or is that the one that's written in temporarily or maybe I changed it. Like with you brain in a jar. It does say stun for one minute. She's figure out the issue with the tokens from last week. Um the they're no longer there, so I think it was just a question if I had to like restart my PC or something. But yeah, the token issue that was very bizarre. You had a unique like it was a rare collectible for a session where my my graphics were just effed up for that whole session. For a long rest, they will have access to more silvery barbs and flash of genius up with saves. That's a good point, Stan. Uh that is true, and Vardic Inspirations, I think, will help with that. And it's not, it can't technically do it every round, but it's on a recharge 5 to 6, and clearly, or sorry, that's the brain jar. Well, same thing with this guy. Um, that's obviously its best thing it can do tactically, is just do this big pulse and really take psychic damage. So I like the fact that it can just constantly do that, and I think tentacles, yeah, is, is a legendary action, so it can do the tentacles... But I'm thinking I may pull back on that stunned for one minute. Um, I could leave the stun in there and just say stunned for one round. So essentially, you lose your turn, but you would automatically make the save to get out of it. Now, it's still possible the Elder Brain could recharge and do it again, so it could still end up in a stun lock situation. But maybe that would feel better if, if it's stunned for one round instead of fucking one minute and they have to repeat the save each turn. Because that just feels it just feels shitty, and I, and I understand it does when players complain about this, and that's the tricky thing I'm looking at when I'm trying to have a BBEG that is specifically all about like psychic attacks. It's a giant fucking brain, so like part of it's what's going to do is you know psychic attacks and crowd control effects. Toss a grappled enemy for falling damage. Yeah, I suppose you could. It's moving. If it is unmoving, I think he he needs a jar, AC 20 at least. I could. I could put him in a big jar. The weird thing is the brain in the jars don't actually have good AC either. They only have AC 11. But maybe he's constructed a good jar. I don't know. I could leave his AC really low and have him be really squishy and just up his hit points to a ridiculous degree. I mean, I made him literally larger than Gargantuan, I think, with this size token. So I, I could just... I could just give him the 400 hit points, see how many rounds he lasts. You can change the stun for something less punishing, exchange the stun for something like an improved Bane instead of a D4, make it a D6 or D8. I mean, there's that synaptic static spell too, literally the thing that uh, Chris uses. You could do um, an AoE psychic attack, and then if they fail to save, they have to roll the D6. Um, and subtracting that, that's that's actually a much more 
fun debuff. Stun is just such a shitty one. And it sucks because you feel like a DM, you should be able to stun, right? And a lot of, I know you would agree that like, well, what's good for the player should be good for the DM. Like if they're using silvery barbs and slow spells and stuff, then the DM should too. And like, yeah, to an effect, to an extent, but I, I, I just worry about knocking players out of not being able to do anything. It's just not fun. And my, I know my particular group are not necessarily about the like, oh, gritty, like tactical combat left and right. Like we're here to have fun. <laughs> and part of the fun is at least um, having the players involved on their turn, I think, especially with a big boss battle like this. You don't want to just lose your turn, you know, every single time to stun. Well, Robin is Force Cage. I have little, I have little sympathy for Stunlock now. Yeah, I mean, Force Force Cage is weird because I don't think there's a save. Um, what's interesting is maybe I should read about Force Cage because Force Force Cage I, does have does have a size limit on Force Cage. He's already used it once this campaign to great effect, so. I really need to let him show it off again, but Lord knows what's going to take as an eight, level eight spell. An immovable, invisible, cube-shaped prison. Those of magical force springs exist around an area you choose on range. Prison can be a cage or a solid box as you choose. A prison in the shape of a cage can be up to twenty feet on a side. Yeah, so it, Force Cage won't work on this creature because it's too big for it. I mean, 20 feet on a side is pretty big, but I think this is... got to hope it's bigger. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. <laughs> yeah. Castability, any creature that's completely inside the cage's area is trapped. Creatures only partially within the area are those too large to fit inside the area pushed away from the center of the area until they're completely outside the area. I mean, it, so I was even theory crafting where if it did get caught in the force cage, it would still be able to use its psychic attacks. But then, like, would that cut off all its tentacles? But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think uh, force cage would be usable here. Psychic force field for AC. Everybody's upset about its low armor class. I mean, the weird thing is the players have such a good hit that I don't know between you and me, if there's actually a big difference between an AC of 10 and an AC of, like, 18 in this game at this point. <laughs> like, the players have an average to hit of, like, 11 or 12. So what means right now is they won't miss. And with an AC, I guess with an AC of 20, they would miss occasionally. <laughs> Just still not very often. I would rather give it a boatload of hit points, though. I think that's actually a more effective defense. And, you know, minions that will absorb hits and stuff too. And it's got, again, magic resistance and legendary resistance. That'll help against a lot of spell type stuff. It, the worrisome is going to be obviously just their martial DPS. Thimbleweed, Celeste, and Frey just absolutely wailing on it. Uh, so let's look at... So I, we're going to circle back around to that, but I am concerned about that stun lock and how often it can do that. The fact that it can target everybody within range... That's real nasty. Um, there's also, you know, I played around with using, what was it, Mind Spike or Mind Sliver or something when I did the Wellspring creatures, which had similar psychic abilities. I thought that worked out 
a little better too. That's the one. I think it's literally called Tasha's Mind Spike or something. Where you uh, the debuff is you have to choose to either do an attack or move or something else. Be a bonus action or something. It's like you couldn't do all your things. So it was kind of a version of slow in that way. Which slow would be a pretty effective debuff also. That would really cut the players up. Slow would, and that's something a brain might be able to do. It would be, you know what I could even do to make this really interesting is does Mind Blast and everybody has to roll on a D4 table and that's the debuff you get. What do we think about that? And then we could use different kinds of debuffs so everybody's affected by something else. It's That's trickier. That would, that would make the entire combat more complex. But I think more engaging as well. If they fail the save, you have to roll on a D4 table. And then if you roll this, you have the slow effect. If you roll this, you have that synaptic static effect where you have to minus a D6. Yeah, if this one, you have that mind... I need to look that spell up because I keep referencing one I don't remember the name of. I want to say it's mind spike. Uh, it is not. Not the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> Shoot. What's the one that's the... The one where you can only choose to do one of the things? Uh, mind whip? I think it's mind whip. I thought of it. Yes, this is the one. Can't take a reaction and must choose whether it gets a move, an action, or a bonus action. Only gets one of the three. Obviously, if there's a melee attacker right there, they're only going to be able to do an action. But, for example, that could slow down um, Celeste because she does a lot of her things with bonus actions. Or if somebody was uh, grappled and further away, then all of a sudden they can't you know, move and use an action. So that's kind of interesting. If I could come up with four of them that are interesting. And, then, and maybe you leave stunned as one of them. But it's like if you roll a 1, you're stunned. So maybe you, you fail the save, and then you only have a 25% chance of being stunned. Maybe that would sting a little bit less. And almost make it more interesting where it's like a roulette every round. Now, And it wouldn't technically use it every round. It would just use it while it has the recharge. I'm kind of liking that idea. Mind Blast. Fail the save equals BBG the shield spell. He's the high wizard. Boy, that's true. I could just give him spells. I could give him spells. Let's look at his legendary actions, though, too, Um, before I do that. But that's a good point. We could just give him some, some spells. Shield is an easy one, just ups his AC by 5. I don't know if that would come up very often where the players roll with attack between a 10 and 15, and it would be like, oh, I can shield you, because literally its AC is a 10 base, unless I made it higher by myself. All right, so let's say Mind Blast, fail the save. You have to roll on a D4. A 1, you're stunned for... Do I, do I change it for one round or just say stunned? That's That's interesting. And maybe all of these, all of these only affect you for a round. That's another way I could change it. Uh, two, you are slowed, like the th like the slow spell, which is a bad you know string of debuffs. Three, maybe it's the synaptic static D six thing, which you can look that one up as well. Sympathetic is not a 
spell that. Patico. Synaptic, which is... Roll a d6 and subtracts the number rolled from all its attack rolls and ability checks. As can con saves remain concentration. You could force them to have to keep making the save to get rid of it. But then it gets weird about what if it does the mind blast thing again? Does that mean it, it overrides the last debuff? or does, you know? So I'm, I'm thinking maybe just having it last for a round will maybe make everybody's job easier. And then on a four, you get the mind whip, which is no reactions, must choose move, action, or bonus action. So that's four different ways of debuffing the players. That's that only one of the four is an actual straight up stun. I can keep one of them a stun. But the other question is, do I want to leave it at one minute to where they have to keep repeating the save? And then yeah, what happens? Yeah, what would happen if it if 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 it gets mind blasted again while it's got one effect, then could it have compounding effects? Because that really wouldn't be fun either. So I'd probably rule that the new one would override the old one. In which case that would be one funny way you could get rid of being stunned, I guess. Is <laughs> like now you've got this other uh different debuff on you. So maybe that would be the rule, it just overrides the last one. Bring in some body tamer mind flares from 3.5 anti-psychic abilities. Hive mind means elder brain doesn't want to stun every round. Hmm. I do I do look at its uh, legendary actions. All right. Because it has bonus actions it can do also, but I think the bonus actions are tied into its... Or no, its bonus action is the psychic link. Okay, legendary actions are required. For, okay, so bonus action, psychic link. The elder brain targets one incapacitate... Blah, blah, blah. Incapacitated creature it senses with its creature sense trait and a step of cycling target. So it can only target somebody who has been stunned. So I may have to change that because if I do, if I make this other modification where it only stuns 25% of the time that it that somebody fails its mind blast save, that's a that's a lot of things I have to have happen. Then it's not going to have a stunned target very often. Until the link ends, the Elder Brain can perceive anything in the target senses. The target is aware it's happening is linked to its mind once it's no longer incapacitated. The Elder Brain can terminate link at any time. The target can use an action on its turn to attempt to break the link. But it has to use an action to break it. Not very easy to do so. And the whole reason it wants to do this is because that's where its legendary actions are tied into. One legendary action, it can violently uh, break a creature's concentration on a spell. Take 1d4 psychic damage per level of the spell. Actually, it's only going to roll a 1, 2, 3, or 4. Yeah, so that's not really not a lot of damage. Not a great uh, ability there. I guess it, the main thing it does is just automatically breaks concentration. The elder, or the Elder Brain targets one creature within 120 feet of it, which has a psychic link. Target and enemies of the Elder Brain within 30 feet of the target take 3d6 psychic damage. Also not terribly impressive. Or it can sever the link. 
causing the creature to have disadvantage on all ability checks, attack rolls, and saving throws until the end of the creature's next turn. Or it can use a tentacle attack, which frankly I think is a lot more fun <laughs> to have these giant tentacles battering the party around in between rounds. Can't say I'm a big fan of the whole psychic link mechanic here. Damage feels kind of low. There's a lot of things that have to have happen to make it do that. I have to modify this creature more than I expected to. Tentacle costs two actions, which means you can only do one tentacle. You need more tentacles. Clearly. Change that to one action. I mean, I do kind of need to scale it up a little bit, don't I? At CR 14, you wouldn't think so, but... Its tentacle is pretty fun and solid. 50 feet, 20, bludgeoning, and grappling. That's that's cool. Mark the fact that they're grappled. That sticks them in an area, and then the creatures can come at them. It, do, it does have some spells, now that I'm looking at it. I'll list it up here, but it has Detect Thoughts, Levitate. I think you can actually use that offensively, although at this level, early game, Levitate is great. Late game, not so much. Players have general ways of getting around that. Memory, I don't think that's something I usually do in combat. Next Dark's Memory event, I haven't experienced in the last 24 hours. Permanently eliminate all memory of the event, like trying to recall the event with perfect clarity and exacting detail. Weird spell. Feels like a good one for like a heist situation. Also, I'm not a fan of spells that take several paragraphs to explain. <laughs> Plane shift, it's probably not going to use. Dominate monster. Uh, clearly is a good use, although it only gets one use of those. I got beguile a creature that you can see within range. Must get a wisdom saver be charmed by you for the duration. Arthur would probably know by now that Freya can't be charmed. Creature's charmed. You have a telepathic link with it as long as the two of you are on the same plane of existence. You can use this telepathic link to issue commands to the creature while you are conscious, which is done. Does its best to obey. So as long as it maintains concentration, you just absolutely have control of this creature. Well, you can give it commands, or you can use your action to take total and precise control of the target. Okay, so the way you do it for a player character is like, I've given you a command, you have to execute it to the best of your ability. Well, that's interesting, Far Realm. Skill challenge rules with a stun, apply it like a minigame and borrow from Mexican with one and Stranger Things. Stun is a mind prison, they are running, running up that hill. <laughs> that fucking episode is so cool. Running up that building. They're running away from a mind witness, and then when they succeed, they have advantage on future stuns. That's, yeah, th that's the kind of shit that you would hope that we would come up with if somebody was, like, locked down or something. Like, because at the end, you'd know, you're like, oh, I gotta come up with something, because this sucks for you. And that's what I'm trying to get ahead of things right now. Be like, I don't want to put myself and players in that position. We could always just give it more interesting 
psychic spells too, versus trying to make this psychic link system happen. I think at the very least, we're getting rid of this cost two actions. We're doing more tentacles, right? Like bare minimum, there's going to be two tentacles every round. Especially because this fucking thing doesn't have multi-attack. It has one action. So it's going to do Mind Blast. And if it doesn't recharge on Mind Blast, it does one tentacle attack. But then it can do probably two tentacles in between. Which I think will feel good. Feel real good with the tentacles. Trying to come up with something I can do that's that's like the Psychic Link, but... Like, maybe it, it can just... Maybe instead of having to target an incapacitated creature as a bonus action, it targets one creature, and then they have to make a save. If they fail, then they become linked. And then... I can execute some of these abilities. Or even just say, now that you're linked, you have disadvantage on all your things. That's a pretty bad debuff. Tentacles for a bonus action. I don't mind having legendary actions, and I, I think that makes it a little more dynamic and, and feels like the boss is more active. I, I typically don't... I haven't relied on legendary actions too much. I like layer actions more just because it's easier to keep track of. A layer action or a legendary action, you have to be like, all right, when am I going to use this? And you have to kind of interrupt the players. But like, oh, no, now this is going to happen. But I think this warrants legendary actions for sure. don't know if the brain has layer actions. Think about it. Sure does. Oh, snap. Elder Brain casts Wall of Force as a layer action? Uh, that's a big deal. Are you serious? There's your shield right there. Also, on the side, I hate the fact that layer actions aren't in the stat block. You have to go and look at the description. Weird. Well, that's interesting. As a layer action, it could just bring up a wall of force around itself. Here's an rotation, horizontal vertical barrier at an angle. It can be free-floating or resting on a solid surface. Form it into a hemispherical dome. Let's say how big the wall is. Radius. Oh, a, a hemispherical dome or a sphere with a radius of up to 10 feet. Or you can shape a flat surface made up of 10 by 10 foot panels. So unfortunately it would have to be a gigantic wall of force. Last for the duration, which is 10 minutes. But it's concentration. If it concentrates on anything else, or just gets interrupted, then it loses it. Nothing can physically pass through the wall. It's immune to all damage and can't be dispelled. That's pretty powerful. But you would have... So to get rid of a... a so if you have an enemy at the other side of a wall of force, what are your options? 
you'd have to just use... I mean, it says nothing physical, so you could use spells. You could still attack it with spells, maybe. And your only hope would be to cast spells that would break its concentration. Your poor martial dudes are just donezo, unless you can teleport them into it. Inside of it. But that's interesting. I could cheat and just make it a giant wall of force. Wall of force that fits it, and then it, and then there you go. There's its fucking jar. Except it's an it's an indestructible, impenetrable jar, which is delightful. But it's that plus concentration, so that's the big weakness about that one. Oh yeah, layer action tentacle. We're just one of the holes in attacks character. I was thinking that um, that'd be kind of fun way to. Use them. I mean, we've got tentacles in the water. I think the tentacles just emerge anywhere from this water. It has. It's. I'm giving it a 50 foot range, so it's just it. The tentacles can appear everywhere, just like the nightmare. So that's an interesting layer action. Another one is the elder brain targets one creature it can sense with 120 feet of it, anchors it by sheer force of will. Target must make a DC 18 charisma saving throw. On a failed save, its speed is reduced to zero, and it can't teleport. Okay, that's. Essentially, what a freaking grapple does, other than not letting them teleport. And, you know, like the tentacles grapple them anyway, so that's uh, not as interesting. Psychic, psychic inspiration. The elder brain targets a friendly creature it can see, it can sense. The target is a flash of inspiration. It gains advantage on one attack roll, ability check, or saving throw it makes for the end of the turn. That's interesting. A boss can just buff its allies. I like that one. So perhaps we will keep the. Layer actions. Might replace one of them, because I don't think one of them is very interesting. Got a good graphic for a field bubble. Just embiggen it. Affection. Good magic jar due to an elder brain. Oh. Big jar squish attacks in AoE if it gets melee surrounded. I mean, you could, um, you could. I'm, I'm, I'm probably not gonna really put it in a jar, y'all. <laughs> I like, I mean, I like the idea of this big brain that's just like attached to all the water and shit. It's almost like, it's like this whole thing is like brain matter, it just keeps like expanding outward, and it's just gross and weird. Um. But we could use, uh, what is it, Arms of Adar that has, like, tentacles come out of you. That could be, uh, yeah, instead of instead of tendrils of dark energy, it's just tentacles. They're up from you and batter all creatures within 10 feet of you. Each creature in the area must make a strength save on a failed save. Target takes necrotic damage and can't take a reaction until so it's next turn. Yeah, that could be, obviously, scale that up. To give it some, I mean, it could use its tentacles. Honestly, one of its best deterrents for melee would be, which I think we alluded to this earlier, having it grab a melee person with its tentacles and then flinging them, I guess. I don't know, what are the rules for that? Can you, I don't know how far a tentacle can move or, or how that works, but it's got that kind of range, so I imagine it would just hurl people. I don't, 
Yeah, I'm not sure what the throwing rules are, but I think about it. I think we're gonna baseline give this to 350 hit points. Okay. I'm kind of okay with its super junky AC because it's a big fucking brain. It's not moving around. It shouldn't be that hard to hit. Instead, it's just going to have a fuck ton of hit points, a lot of magic resistance and legendary resistance, and the ability to cast Wall of Force around itself, which will basically prevent any kind of melee or arrow stuff from hitting it and, and really requires the spellcasters to then cast spells and break its concentration, which... Again, it's got magic resistance and legendary resistance to deal with uh, losing its concentration. And a plus five to con saves. Also, mental saves in general are obviously very, very good. Although it is not even resistant to psychic damage. I mean, it's a big brain. I guess if anything, it should be vulnerable to psychic damage, but not doing that. But uh, Intelligence, Wisdom, and Charisma are all really good. So it's got, obviously, great mental saves. I wonder if I should change the name. Hilariously, Gigundo is the, is the official size of this creature. Back to the stunning thing, instead of the character doing nothing, you have to defeat an imaginary foe before snapping out of stun. Oh, so if they get stunned, yeah. They can bring it out of it. I mean, those are all really good ideas. To the point where those are all better than, like, just being baseline stunned and losing your turn. Like, that that should just be baked into, like, basic stunning effects almost, where the players can feel like they have some agency about escaping that situation. So... We'll keep the layer actions. May change one of them though. Because layer actions was cast wall of force. Which I think it would just use to encircle itself um, as a defensive measure. Or it could See, Psychic Inspiration, I liked that one. Somebody... Uh, what's something else it could do? What's another, like... We already got Tentacles as Legendary Actions, so it's gonna use those throughout. It's gonna be using Constant Debuff Abilities. Like anything, anything I come up with is all, it's going to be part of the like mind blast debuff thing that's going to be doing. And our, uh, the psionic anchor already is similar to what the tentacles do. I guess the difference is this is a charisma save, which is more likely to go off versus a uh, tentacle attack. And yet, I don't know how bad it is to actually have your speed reduced to zero in most cases. I guess you just can't escape from a situation, so. I'll keep it on there. Yeah, I'll probably just keep it on there. Can't use the same layer action two rounds in a row. 
but good to know that it can basically have that wall of force ready. I don't think the regional effects actually combat, those are just kind of exploratory. Change this. Creature the Elder Brain's Strength in 68 months, 69 DC 18, Intelligent Amber Take, Psychic Damage, and. Um, must roll on the. Mind Blast Table. And then on the Mind Blast table, we can make one that say what they're affected by. The big, so, and this is the D4 that they would have to roll to have different effects. The question is, do I want to keep it where you're affected by this for effectively one minute until you get rid of it? Um, so it would basically be either until you get rid of it or you're, you fail another one and get saddled with a different effect. Or do I just want to give all of them just a one round um, Duration. Ice Devil or Mammoth is under action. And yes, the, the Ice Devil has been freed. Um, I don't know. It would it would probably be one of those epilogue things. I probably wouldn't include the Ice Devil again, honestly. Uh, I'm going to have enough going on with the Mithlar fight and enough things. And, it would just, and the Ice Devil it was just pure business anyway. <laughs> but maybe in the epilogue, the Ice Devil appears to Val Robin again at the end and just tries to work out another deal with him. Keep asking for uh for another for maybe pieces of his soul or something. Let's roll mind blast table. It's already repeat. Alright, so if we want to make this mind blast table. Table. Mind blast. So Stunned. I guess I could just change it here. Another one, and then let's slow spell. Single round, let's remember long term. Yeah, I, I am tempted to lean that way also. And I think it's just less painful. Slowed. Take a minus two penalty to AP. And deck saves. Can't use reactions. And can only make an action or bonus action. Not make more than one attack during. Pretty bad, pretty bad. The one was the synaptic static one. Okay, you are muddled. After every attack roll, ability check, and con save. Maintain concentration on a spell. You must roll a D 
that I can't type. B6. Subtract. Finally, the other one is the Mind Whip. Basically combining four different spell effects. Well, three and then just a stun. What do I even call this one? You are Mind Whipped. <laughs> dazed, maybe? Muddled, slowed, stunned, dazed. Cannot take reactions on your turn. You must choose whether to get a move, an action, or a bonus action. Only get one of the three. Mine whooped. You are. Acetated attack rolls against you have advantage automatically fail strength and dex save. Mine shaft. They did have some trouble with shafts, didn't they? <laughs> Good old shafts. Could make it a sexier looking macro if I remember to do that. It's been a while. Shoot, I got a macro. I'm really glad they had the ability to hide messages. All right, that looks better. That brain drain. <laughs> Excellent. All the players can see that, and then roll on that table. Okay, so I think that's a pretty good solution. Oh, and we're gonna add the the one minute thing. I do. Last until the end. So, uh, so in a. So maybe it wouldn't even last a full round. It might be easier to have it last until the end of the player's next turn. So essentially is what I'm... The mechanic is they would automatically succeed on the save at the end of their term, turn. Effects. Last to the end till the end of each creature's creatures turns creature ooh grammar help each creature's turn. I think that's correct. Creature bonus choice in sixty feet must succeed on DC eighteen intelligence save or take psychic damage and must roll on the mind blast table. The effects last to the end of each creature's turn. So effectively you could blast everybody. Everybody gets debuffs, but then everybody has to basically live with that debuff for just their next turn, and then it would shut off and not be affected again. Now, 
the Elder Brain could just get the Mind Blast back next turn and then do it again. And then they would have to deal with hopefully a different one, but at least they don't have a chance of being literally stun-locked every time. The odds of that would be they'd have to fail the Intelligence save, um, the Elder Brain would have to get Mind Blast back, and it would have to roll a 1 on the D4 table multiple times. So hopefully I've added enough conditions in there that would give them a freaking break on that. While still giving the Elder Brain, um, I don't think I neutered its ability because all of those are, are interesting debuffs that players would have to deal with. The big neutering is that they would only last for one round. Versus having the players deal with them ongoingly. But unless it gets really unlucky with its Mind Blast charge, I have a feeling it's going to last for you know a couple rounds with having 350 hit points, I would think. Yeah, anything but a on the D four. Now fear is a fear is actually a good one. I didn't think of. That's God. That's one of the most classic psychic abilities. I could just give it the fear spell. Kind of a conal or like a. I mean, I mean, you could give it all this. You could give it like phantasmal killer. Like a lot of these spells. Unfortunately, I think pretty much all of them require concentration, whereas its mind blast does not. It can just constantly do mind blast. Um, the Wall of Force, unfortunately, is concentration, so it wouldn't be able to do any of those other spells. While 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 the Wall of Force is up, maybe while it go when it goes down and it can't do it again, then it could do one of these other abilities, such as like a Dominate Monster. So I could give it um, like a high level Fear spell. Actually, I don't know if that one scales up at all. It does not. But the the way it scales, just it's got a high DC. Each creature in a 30-foot cone, must see a wisdom saving throw. Droplets holding become frightened for the duration. That's a nasty one, because that's another one where it's like you are just frightened until you get over it. So do I do I change that where it's like you are only frightened and you know for a single round? I just feel so bad about locking them down too long. And we haven't even talked about all the minion stuff we want to have in this battle. That's another good way of changing up the difficulty of this battle is how many and what kind of minions we introduce. Initially, I was just going to have kind of a handful of Nothics, but maybe we need more just to add some more fodder in there. These things are not very strong offensively, but hope their, their best tool is absorbing blows, essentially. We do have the cool Helmed Horror Brain and Jar combo that I think is just awesome. We could add a whole second one of those combos. And I think I'm going to hide the Brain in a Jar kind of off-map until they realize that those are both separate units they have to fight and deal with because the Brain in the Jars can also do the Stunning Mind Blast. And unfortunately, they've already seen the Mind Blast in action. So we may have to keep those as just doing the stun. And I'd be wary about adding too many of those, I guess. But I would not feel bad about adding multiple Nothics. And we've already changed the tentacle thing around, so... We have a lot more to discuss about this boss battle, as you can tell. I've, I've, I think we've formed some good ideas already, and I'm still very nervous about trying to make it work. But the players, thankfully, the players are going to be fully long rested and have all their tools available. The main point of this fight, obviously, with the players to win, is to soften them up and make them manage their resources because they won't even get a short rest between now and when they need to rush over and deal with the Mithalar, because as soon as Arthas goes down, that's going to unlock Mithalar Path, which means Aural and uh, Avarice, and those are all going to be swarming over there trying to grab a piece of that. But that is actually going to do it for this episode of Crafting Ice Wind.
Dale. If you enjoy the content, please check out patreon.com slash roguewatson. Shout to Platinum Patrons, Joe, Will, Thomas, Dan, Brandon, Genocider, David, Eclectic, Roleplay, Roll, Christopher, Brian, William, Corey, Coa, 1337, Big Nut, John, John, Chris, Scott, Gene, Eric, Dan, Tyler, Nathan, Camp, Crystal, Light, Counselor, Big Chef, Andrew, and Daryl. Gold Patrons, RPG, Papercrafts, Pretty Boy, and Yuma, Marcus, Dead Lizard, Lion, Sam, Lepis, Buds, Jerome, Nathan, Fasica, Tortoise, Scott, Refus, Caroline, William. Thank you all for your support. I will see you for more crafting streams on Thursday. Yeah, that's too big. Calm emotions. That's a good one. Thank you.